0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello.
1: Good evening, everyone. Happy Wednesday. And thank you for tuning in to the best female sports show in the land. Oh, yeah, I claimed it. This is LS Sports 2 with TJ, and I am your host, TJ, a sports show for everyone where we do cater to the novice female sports fans because we are in the business of trying to educate the ladies on the fundamentals of baseball, basketball, and football. All right? And we come to you each and every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There are several ways for you to join the show. One, pick up your telephone and dial 347-826-7924. You can also find us uh, on Blog Talk. You can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash sports 2 um, and then you can also catch us on Facebook. All right, Facebook Live. Tina D. Jackson is the name. Don't forget to follow the show. Again, um, that homepage, blogtalkradio.com forward slash LL Sports 2. Click on the follow link. Most importantly, make sure to activate your email. Um, otherwise, your name and number will not be counted. And you can also find us in iTunes. All right, so just type in um, LL Sports 2 with TJ and click subscribe. It is just that simple. All right, so just a lot on my mind tonight, a lot in the news, um, some of it is not sports related, so tonight is going to be actually a fluid show. Uh, we are going to try to hit on all of the topics that we can, um, that I think are kind of, you know, just pertinent to whatever's going on in sports, but also kind of what's going on in the world today. Yes, this is a sports show, but we are um, also... Um, You know, we deal in in real life, in reality, and, um, you know, we are all women of color on this show, and, um, you know, i just like to get the ladies' thoughts about what's going on in the world um, outside of sports as well. So, like I said, a very fluid show tonight, Uh, so hopefully you will stick with us as we bring to you the phenomenal show that we are uh, youths. Wrong ten, stuck on it. I was almost there, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but uh, so on the rundown tonight, not really a rundown. Like I said, we're just going to try to get to as many um, topics, storylines, um, as we can. But we will be talking sports when it comes to the Braves to the Hawks. Uh, Kyrie Irving, he made a decision. Russell Westbrook has made a decision. um, But who has not made a decision? The NFL. Oh, you already know. All right, so we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. And on the outside of the break, then we'll bring the ladies in, and uh, we're going to kick it off with uh, the ATL teams because they are in the news, hot and heavy. All right, so we'll go ahead and jump to our first break, and then the ladies of sports. We'll be joining your girl. Oh, yes, this is LL Sports 2 with T.J. Let's get it.
2: They gon' talk about you, but what's they gon' complain? They're not used to flexing. The space is all in my diamond, and I'm in i I took time and the type of way. she got you to say face to face some things that don't do nothing but remind me. And if they bring you the problem, no problems, it's a suicide boy. You wanna tell me how it is, but it's side suicide boy. You wanna tell me how you feel, but it's side suicide boy. Do you think get your change. By the way, don't you think I'm a cat of a i Got my mind on my money, and that it don't really matter. It's a suicide. Take on the face, got off the plane. I'm strictly focused on and all the signs in my pocket. So I've been out the way. Think I've been the that can't hang today. If there's nothing fake here about it. the ones for causing me pride. There's no time boy. You want to tell me how it is, but there's no time for You want to tell me how you feel, but there's no time Cause I'm not Got my mind, on my money And the it don't really matter, Get a one. No time. no time.
0: What?
1: A little Fantasia for you there, birthday girl celebrating a birthday. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies of Sports tonight. Yes, I do apologize. I put the wrong phone number in the uh, in my my chat, my text um, text stream. So thank you, ladies, for <laughs> helping your girl out there. You know I know it by heart, except for when I'm typing it. <laughs> three, four, seven, eight, two, six, seven, nine, two, four. All right. But it is time to go ahead and bring in the ladies. If I can have them press the number one for me, we are now live on Facebook. Um, I'm hoping that I look a little bit different. I got something from my symposium and I'm trying it out, but I don't know if it's really affecting it because it's it's making me hot. I'll tell you that it's a light that they gave us to try to help um, enhance your videos and, I don't know if it's working on the opposite end, but from my end, I can't see no difference. What? <laughs> Shout out to my aunties in the house, Auntie Kim, Auntie Karen. Of course, Denise Green holding down that fort for your girl tonight. Uh, so each and every one of you, make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night. All right, so with that, uh, looks like... Still might be having um, those phone issues, so we will do the same thing that we did last week. I will speak um, off of speaker, but, of course, I will bring the ladies in on speaker so that you can hear their dynamic thoughts. I have the triple threat in the house with me. Janelle, are you with me?
3: Yes, ma'am. I'm in the house.
1: Hey, Lou, what say you?
4: I'm here. I'm not going to
1: disappear. Don't disappear, I want to say, Lou, don't disappear. And I did want to uh, give a disclaimer. Like I said, um, I I mentioned at the top of the show, this is going to be a very fluid show tonight, y'all. So as the topics come up, we're going to go here, there, and everywhere. But um, the first part of the show, we will dive into some sports. But I do want to give a a disclaimer. Um, Many of the topics that we talk about tonight may not be... or they may be age appropriate So if you do have young kids uh, in the room or listening I will be sure to let you know when we get to those topics But uh, it's going to be a grown folks show tonight All right, so with that we're going to go ahead Ladies first, how are y'all doing this wonderful Wednesday? Blessed and um, highly Go ahead, Ms.
3: Lucinda. I just said I'm blessed and highly
4: favored Uh, oh, Ma'am,
3: I'm doing just great. that that first song was the perfect for the day though. There, it is no time for it. The triumphry must end.
1: Well, I cannot wait to get to what uh, the, your definition of what Tom Fuller is going on today. But, Janelle, we are <laughs> keeping the show off with you tonight because your teams are in the news. First, I want to go back because we talked about it briefly um, last week. Freddie Freeman, his first time returning to Atlanta outside of a Braves uniform. And when I tell you the emotion that that man showed and displayed his first time back, I'm um, I honestly, and I'm not being funny, I didn't know if he was going to be able to make it through the game. Um, so first, before we get to the story, uh, and if you haven't heard, Freddie is, he cleaned house pretty much. Um, but Janelle, I just want you to talk first about just the raw emotion. Um, that you. I know you weren't able to make it to the game, um, you know, this weekend, and I know that hurt. <laughs> um, but just talk about your overall feeling on um, Freddie and the emotion
3: that he showed over the weekend. So I, I am not an emotional person but he literally and just talking about this, I have tears again. He literally had me in tears from the time I was watching him, you know, doing his first press conference to him receiving his ring, you know, that them every interview that I watched with him, he just you you can tell the love that he has for this city and the, um, one of the things that let me know that I was right in the first place, because if you remember correctly, and I know we're probably going to talk about this, but if you remember correctly, I told you when, when you and I were discussing the fact that he could possibly leave, I told you he he would never leave on his own He because he point blank said he wanted to finish his career here. And you could tell that by the way that he just he was so emotional. He cried so much, him and his family. It was it was amazing to see. And I was so proud of of the city because they showed him the love that he deserved. I was so scared that, you know how people get angry when when their star player leaves and they want to be booing people and all of that? I was so afraid they were going to do that, but they didn't. They they gave him, they gave that man his flowers. They gave him exactly what he deserved because for 12 years, he literally has been the heart and soul of the Braves. He has been everything to that team. So for for him to, I was so excited. I'm still so happy for him that he was able to come home and get the love that he truly deserved. It, it was, it was phenomenal. I, I didn't expect it. I honestly didn't expect him to be that emotional. I knew he was going to be emotional, but I didn't expect it to be like that because he had to step away a couple times and compose himself. It, it was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And I, you are right. i Still upset that I didn't get a chance to go see him because you know how much I love Freddie Freeman. I do. It
1: was. Uh, it was. I was shocked as well. Uh, I knew that there would be, you know, high emotions. Um, I knew he would be excited to come back. Probably a little um, hesitant, or, 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 or uh, maybe. Resident, resident what's the word a local for let me not start trying to use it then um but re, like a little hesitation on how he would be um received and so forth but the city yeah, showed little up they,
5: yeah
1: they mm-hmm. the city really did well in in welcoming him Um, no hard feelings, no resentment or anything. Um, Hey, hey, Lou, uh, I I don't want to to leave you out of the conversation, but were you aware that Freddie Freeman, when he came back this weekend, um, how emotional he was? I mean, literally, his press conference, he really couldn't get through the press conference. He he was, like, literally – it was where you couldn't talk when you're crying so hard. Uh, when he went out on a, onto the field, they allowed him to get his Super, um, Super Bowl ring, his uh, World Series ring, and just the love that you saw between him
0: and, um, and, and,
1: the, and the coach, um, even the, the standing ovation that he received. And I don't know how you felt, Janelle, but I honestly wondered how did the Dodgers feel with all of that emotion that he showed? Was it kind of like, man, are you going to play for us today? Are you going to get out here and just, you know, lay an egg because we're in Atlanta? Um, I, I was really concerned with how the Dodgers were, were going to receive that. Did, did that cross your mind at all, Janelle?
3: It did. I did think about that. But anybody who knows Freddie Freeman knows that boy love to win. So regardless of who who suit he has on? Who's whose uniform he's playing in? He's gonna do his best. It's just that I I felt that same way. I was like, okay, for them to be able for them to sit back and see what's happening right now, that has to have them a little on edge. Like, yo, what's really happening right now? But he deserved it though. That's the thing. He he honestly did deserve it. But yeah, I was a little. I would have been a little on edge about that. I, I would have.
1: Yeah, I, I like I said, it, it just it crossed my mind. But you, you, like you said, Freddie is a is a true and a consummate um, professional. So I knew once he got, but even that first at bat, you know, it still took about five, six, seven, ten seconds for them to still cheer him on, and it was it was an emotional time for him as a player, as a man, uh, just to hear him go through what this city has meant to him from the little, uh, you know, from little from his little league to the minor leagues to. To just everything, the 14-hour bus rides he was talking about—it uh, it was truly and it was an inspiration though, just to see the human side of an athlete and how these contracts, these negotiations—it really is more than football, or football or baseball or basketball for these athletes. It is home. And you could tell Freddie Freeman, I felt like if they would have gave him a Braves uniform right then and there, he would have taken it. But I don't want to go there right now because I do want to talk about um, what he did promptly after leaving um, this weekend. Um, Freddie Freeman has fired his representation. Um, So they're saying that. Um, he fired the agency that represented him in his offseason negotiations, Excel Sports Management, and this is according to multiple sources. Uh, Casey Close, who was the lead agent in Freeman's talks with the Braves and Dodgers, did not immediately respond for comment. So, in a statement to Major League Baseball, Freeman acknowledged his status with his agents was fluid, but he did not confirm the firing. But again, we do know that they have been fired. Um, Majorleaguebaseball.com, this is from Freddie Freeman, quote, last weekend in Atlanta was a very emotional time for me and my family. I am working through some issues with my longtime agents at Excel. My representation remains a fluid situation, and I will update if needed. Um, end quote. But again, he has been, they have been let go. So uh, let's see, Freeman, there's some things here I wanted to, so sources say that Freeman, he indicated to some of his former teammates over the weekend, so while he was here, that he was going to change agents. Um, given his frustration with how his free agency concluded in March. So this is just some of the, the details here. So the Braves made a $135 million five-year offer that was still on the table in the first days after the owner's lockout ended. This was reported in March. Close, like I said, from Excel Management, um, he led the, led the negotiations. Um, they said that um, he contacted Alex and. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong But he was the head of baseball operations For the Braves So Close again is the representation for Freddie And Alex is the representation for the Braves And so um, They presented two proposals On behalf of Freeman Significantly higher Than the 135 million So But they only gave the team one, uh, One hour to respond So basically Freddie Freeman's team Said what they wanted, but they only gave the Braves one hour to respond to see if they would go with what Freddie Freeman, and I'm saying this in quotes, what his offer was. The deadline passed, and sources say that Close and Alex agreed that there were no offers on the table. Um, The Braves, believing that Close's deadline meant that Freeman was about to conclude a deal with another team – Likely the Dodgers quickly pivoted to make a blockbuster deal for the Oakland Oakland A's um, All-Star Matt Olson. So basically it sounds like the Braves thought that they were out of the running, so they went ahead and got the next best thing that they thought they could get, not realizing that Freddie Freeman was probably still on the table. Is that how you take that story, Janelle?
3: Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yes, ma'am. That's exactly how I take it, and and I know for a fact that that's probably what he was thinking too, because he made several comments during his interview about the very situation, about knowing how, um, about about uh, the coaches should have known how um how he actually felt, and they know exactly what went down. And when someone asked him if he regretted going to. Um, the Dodgers, he said, I won't speak on regret, but everybody knows what went down, and they know exactly where I would be had things worked out. I said, okay, so basically he's not trying to say it, but he actually wanted to stay here.
0: And
1: that, when I heard that, though, I was like, oh, my goodness. If you could have one day that you would like to do over, I'm sure that is the day for Brad day, Freeman. the day. Shout-out to um, everybody uh, tuning in. Shasha, I see you in the house. Rashad, what's going on? Troy Gathers, I see you. My cousin Tam-Tam in the house. Uh, Let's see, Brenda, thank you so much for tuning in. Kenny and Becky, thank you all so much for tuning in to the show tonight, doing a little uh, baseball story here on Freddie Freeman, just talking about the raw emotion that he showed coming uh, back to Atlanta for the first time, playing in a Dodgers uniform, but promptly, um, you know, firing his, his agents. Um, once leaving Atlanta But, uh, and I'm going to bring you in on this too Ain't Lou Is it too little too late Because what can be done at this point um, I mean, how do you feel about about Him letting them go now, Janelle um, And is it possible Do you think we'll see Freddie Freeman back In a in a um, Braves uniform Actually, I'm going to have Aunt Lou go first Ain't Lou, how do you feel about him Letting go of his, his representation Now
4: I didn't hear about that, but you know, apparently he felt like he needed to do that. So you
1: know, oh. like,
4: I don't thing that you know to say about it other than that.
1: basically, if he felt like that's what he needed to do, then go ahead and do it. There you go, because he is grown.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Janelle, I mean, what are your thoughts on him getting rid of representation now? And, and do you think you'll see Freeman back in a Braves uniform?
3: I feel like, um, you know how sometimes something will go down and when you're in the middle of it, you really don't have all the pieces. I feel like he got some pieces that he didn't have before and he, and he felt like he had to clean house because they didn't have his back like he thought. That's what I feel like. I feel like that. Um, he had some conversations with some people and some things as he found out that some things didn't happen the way they were supposed to and it pissed him off. So he, he chopped the block. That's what I feel like happened. Um, I, as far as him being back in a Braves uniform, my goodness, I promise you I would want nothing more. I, I would love to have him come back and finish his career here with Atlanta, but I don't see how it could happen. We have spent so much money on this roster that we have right now. We don't have room to.
0: Three
1: I know it's probably never been done before, but they gave Matt Olson hundred and sixty eight over eight years Freddie got um what did what did the dodgers give Freddie uh six years one hundred sixty two million, and a lot of Freddie's salary is deferred money. I wonder if if they were to get into into talks, if the Dodgers would take Olsen, Freddie maybe take less money, because since he has deferred money on the books and they swap players,
3: I wonder
0: if they wanted
3: that to happen, if if that could be done. If that could be, I, I would now if that was a scenario, I can promise you he would be here in Atlanta because he he absolutely you could see it in the intensity his the entire weekend you could see the intensity about how much he missed being home, about how much he loved the city. I, I promise you, if that scenario were to come about, I can guarantee you he would be home.
1: I don't know if he can bring it up. I don't know if maybe his new representation, I don't even know if the, if the Braves w- would entertain it. But I am. <laughs> I implore anyone, if you did not see, even if you don't like baseball, I implore you to go and watch, it has to be on YouTube, but watch Freddie Freeman's press conference prior to game, uh, the game, first game was Friday. They had a, a three-game um, stand here, the Dodgers and the Braves. Watch his press conference on Friday afternoon. I, I, I didn't, I really didn't think he was going to make it to the game when he got out on the field, you know, when they do their warm up, their batting practice and everything, he was just in the dugout, the, the Dodgers dugout. He just had a look, a glaze over his face like, man, how am I going to get through this? And then when they walked out on the, on the on the field to get his his uh, World Series ring. I mean, he was he was boohooing. It, it was a beautiful thing to see, like I said, but just to know and see the pain. It was like pain that was going through him. Um I hope they can fix it. I hope they can rectify it some way. Maybe not this year, maybe not in two years, but I would really like to see Freddie Freeman back home in Atlanta. Um,
3: Girl, that, that would, would be amazing. amazing. That that would be absolutely amazing. Are you kidding me? You talk about somebody going to get season tickets immediately. Yeah. I, I'm buying all the season tickets, and you know how I am. I don't buy season tickets for nobody but my Falcons and uh, – I have done it for the Hawks one season. I did do it for them. That was years ago when um, Joe Crawford was playing for us. But um, yeah, I'm definitely going. Uh, I, I will definitely buy season tickets for for them uh, for the Braves. In are you kidding me? Oh,
1: not ready. Three four seven eight two six 826 that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. I mentioned um, earlier, uh, to give a disclaimer, yes, we're going to start, kick the show off uh, with sports tonight, but um, this, the conversation is going to veer to uh, more adult topics, so um, if you do have kids and, you know, or or kids uh, listening or watching, um, just a disclaimer that it will be adult conversation here, um, probably Going towards the second hour. All right. So uh, pivoting here, let's talk about Janelle's Atlanta Hawks. They have made a blockbuster trade, giving away trading away three future first round picks and Danilo Gallinari for Spurs De, Dejounte Murray. I have not seen this this kid, but from what I am hearing, he is he is going to be um, he is going to be trade. Trey Young's Robin is going to be Batman to his Robin. Um, To see them two in the backcourt, I just saw a little bit of highlights that they were showing on the news tonight. If this pans out, and I think if what the Hawks are uh, wanting to gain from this, what they are hoping to gain, if this pans out, watch out for the Atlanta Hawks. We thought they were doing something when they surprised us uh, the season before last when they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think you're gonna to have to put the Hawks in the mix. Janelle, talk about this blockbuster trade for your team.
3: Okay. Now I, I'm just gonna tell you, I am not um I'm not thrilled that we gave up so much, okay, because we gave up a a first round pick in two uh in twenty twenty five and twenty twenty seven. We gave up the first the protected first round pick we just got from Charlotte um, and we've got um a twenty twenty six swap where they get to actually um if we're above them we get that we have to swap with them and give them our pick so i'm not I'm not thrilled with but what I am thrilled with is because I have watched the sport I'm not a real fan of the spurs especially since our our key players have retired and stopped you know and stopped playing, but I still pick up on them every now and again, and this young man he is um he's still young. Um, he's only been in the league for five years, and he has steadily improved all five years. Right now he's um, only averaging – I shouldn't say only because that's actually great. He's averaging 21 points a game and um, eight rebounds per game, so it's phenomenal. The boy got some skills, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that they're actually trying to put some pieces together because if we – with what they're with what else they're trying to do with getting rid of Collins and, um, and Clint Capella – we're going to need some help, period. We, we are definitely going to need some help. But what it looks like is their GM is actually moving in the right direction. So I'm really excited about this. Like I said, I'm not excited that we gave up as much as we did, but I'm excited that they picked up who they did because he's going to do some damage on the team. This is this is going to be an exciting season to watch. So
1: um, you, you mentioned it, uh, you, you just talked about it, but Collins and um, C- Capella, do you see them uh-huh. moving on or or do you think that the the Hawks will be able to
3: retain them and
1: just add, you know, add these pieces here and there?
3: Oh, no, it's, it's a definite situation. I can guarantee you by the time the season starts this next, uh, this next season that Clint and uh, Clint Capella and John Collins are going to be gone because they've been working on a trade with John Collins. I was upset about that first, but then I found out that they're trying to trade Capella too. So if if there is any chance of either of those two, it's more so a chance for Capella to stay than John Collins because they've already got um, – they've got talks in the work with it because they already had – before they started talking to the one team, there were two teams that came to them about John Collins. So I know John is gone. I, I know for a fact that before the season starts, he's gone. Hello. party
1: what's on with Love
3: me from John Collins. Yeah, I'm gonna hate to see that one go. But um Yeah, me too. Okay. Me well, too. I, I you know how I think that John Collins and um John Collins and, and uh, Trey play very well together. I think they they like you said a, a Batman to his Robin. They 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 know each other's moves so well. They you know they the way they uh, pass to each other, the way they you know block for each other. I mean everything. They on offense and defense, they play so well together. So it's gonna be sad to see John go because I absolutely adore that boy. He is fantastic um he he although he's not um statistically not as good as the John T. Murray, uh he's still a really good basketball player and, and that's the thing about that's the thing with with um basketball that's different from all other sports. Your stats don't necessarily show what your contribution is to the team.
1: Yeah, it's like you, know, you just hate to see those homegrown players leave? You know that would be
0: yeah.
1: easy, because John was here through the, through all the bad, uh, you know, the, you know the down times with um with with the Hawks prior to Trey Young coming, um you know the new coach and, and so forth. But um but you know team has to do what what they have to do and and hopefully they will put him in a position where he can still win. That's that's all I hope for for John. All right, all right. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Marty, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. All right, so let's get some topics in here that Ain't Lou can, can chime in on. We we I forgot about Ain't Lou, but I just had to get these these story i am enjoying it, so keep doing your thing. I'm cool. I don't
4: feel left out.
1: All right, well we are gonna talk about that doggone Kyrie Irving. Is, Ky- is is Drama is this- I'm starting to believe that Ky is Kyrie drama, drama Irving because I don't know if he really had any intention on leaving um or, or not opting in he he put that wish list out there of the teams that he you know w- would have been willing to be traded to and and so forth but I don't think Kyrie had any intention on leaving but he did um the deadline was today um I'm actually surprised that he did not wait to the um the 11th hour, the 59th minute, to make this decision. But he did let us know on yesterday. So he is opting in uh, to the $36.5 million player option for the 2022-23 season. Um, now, he is eligible for a four-year, $196 million extension. But the Brooklyn Nets are like, hold on, Kim we need for you to play for us at least one full year before we're willing to up or any up any more ducats. And I do not blame them. Let's see. Kyrie played. I, I just want to see, see if you ladies can guess. Now it's a um, it's an eighty-two game season, and mind you, we know that uh, Kyrie could only play um, on the away games. But how many games do you think total that Kyrie played last season? Just you know, throw out a number. So, uh, just both ladies throw out how many games do you think he played last year?
4: Twenty-five.
3: Hey, Amy said 25? Uh, uh, I'm gonna give it more than that. Maybe thirty two. Hmm.
1: So Janelle, you're over but you're closer because thirty two it was twenty nine. Does that make Janelle closer? Hey Lou, you said
4: yeah, Stay with my twenty eight, but I said twenty five. Okay, go on. Hey
1: <laughs> Lou, we always say that on this show.
4: Yeah, I should have went
1: with it. <laughs> yeah, but he only played 29 games, and if you really thought that anybody should ante up any more money than a one-year deal, Kyrie is, is yeah, he's really uh, more insane than, than we think he is. But yeah, 29 games is that's all that he played last year. Uh, but he can become a free agent in 2023, so again, he's eligible for the max next year, uh, four-year 196 million extension. But again, in Brooklyn, um, 36.5 he did opt-in for this year. Now for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, their guard, Russell Westbrook, he has exercised his $47.1 million option for the 22-23 season to return back to the Lakers. Uh, Westbrook, he is entering his, the final season of his five-year,
0: $206
1: million contract. Of course, we know that he's a nine-time All-Star, the 2017 NBA MVP, uh, but what have you done for me lately, in the words of Jenny Jackson, uh, with Russell Westbrook because he was MIA uh, pretty much last season. So, ladies, um, just overall uh, your thoughts on both players opting back in to stay with the team, um, and did you really think that either one of them would have left? Did you think Kyrie was leaving the Nets, and did you really think uh, Russell would be leaving the Lakers? But just your overall thoughts on them um, deciding to stay, and then I'm going to have a 1B question after that. So, Ain't Lou, any surprises with these two uh, players staying with their uh, team?
4: Not really, because after a while you bouncing all around. Ain't nobody gonna want to be bothered with you. It makes sense for you to do something in in, in one place and be consistent.
3: Danielle, um, shock a little bit with Kyrie because the way he was talking, he was acting like he had one foot out the door, um, and I'm gonna need him to. Show improve this year. That's what he needs to do. He needs to have Katie's back like Katie had his uh, I'm just saying. He he needs to to show that he's worth whatever money he's trying to get. But with uh, Westbrook, girl, I, I almost spit fire when I saw that. I come on, you're not worth the 47 they giving you. I I wish you would try and go somewhere and get that kind of money. No, don't don't get me started on this because I I'm not getting on my soapbox tonight now. <laughs>
4: You're already on there, girl. Where is Miss Terry?
1: Well, you know, when whenever Miss Terry's job allows her, that's when she joins us, but she, she couldn't join us tonight. So hopefully she'll be back with us next week. But she hated She told me to tell you ladies that she loves you. I was going to tell you at the end of the show. Uh, but she said she hated to miss tonight because she had such a wonderful time last week. So she really wanted to be here.
3: Um, and you know she would have gave us some good commentary on these on these two clowns here, Kyrie and Westbrook, because this is ridiculous right here.
1: Exactly.
3: Exactly.
1: But, yeah, Kyrie, you know, honestly, I really felt like he wasn't going to go anywhere. I think he, I don't know if he contacted him or if he just decided to take a book out of Aaron Rodgers' playbook, you know, with all this drama. You talk about how you don't want to be there. You're putting out all these wish lists and how you want to be traded and all this. And knowing good and well, you you, you know, you're not going to go anywhere. And I, I was hoping that he really wouldn't go anywhere, just like you talked about it, to leave KD high and dry. I mean, Kevin Durant had stuck his neck out um, for Kyrie, this entire season, literally by not saying anything. And so I was hoping that at least we would get one good season to see exactly what the Brooklyn Nets can produce because the excitement and the anticipation has been there for two years, but due to, you know, injuries, just Kyrie's own, his own antics, um, and then add COVID into that with the, um, you know, the, the, uh, thing going on in, in, in Jersey, um, it was just, uh, we just want to see, what can the Brooklyn Nets be? What can they actually put together for a whole 82-game season and then, you know, propel into the into the playoffs? So I'm very excited that Kyrie did decide to stay. Russell, I really don't know who would want him. Um, Lakers need to get rid of, or just get some young talent in there. But with that being said, ladies, who do you think has more to prove this season? Um, Kyrie? again, with everything that I laid out, with what he put himself through and the team through, because that was all his decision, or Russell, because of the, the horrid, you know, season he had um, and trying to prove, you know, that was just an anomaly. That's not the Russell Westbrook, of course, that we're used to being used to seeing, but does he still have something in the tank? So who do you think has more to prove, especially with this money, you know, that they're receiving, who do you think has more to prove this season? Um, A. Luke, we'll have you kick that off.
4: Between Tyreek and who? Westbrook. Westbrook? That's a good question. Uh, Probably Tyreek. Both of them really, because both of them didn't really do that much last year. So it could be a toss. A draw. Draw? Okay.
1: All right. there's a draw, and y'all hit us up on the timeline, too. Who do you think has more to prove this upcoming NBA season? Kyrie Irving, with all the antics that he pulled, um, you know, well, I don't want to say antics, but, you know, his decision not to, to be tested, um, but then they, they finally lifted the ban, but by then it was too late, no chemistry. Or does Russell Westbrook have, to, have more to prove, making the $47 million um, knowing that he contributed pretty much nothing but turnovers to the Los Angeles Lakers season um, last year, so Janelle, <laughs> what
6: do you think? Tina, you can be so rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um,
3: he contributed a little bit more than turnovers, but not much than that. Um, so I'm with Miss Lucinda. This is truly a draw because, um. We already know that what Russell Westbrook he he needs to step up or step out. I, I mean seriously, he he has a lot to prove. But so does um, so does Kyrie Irving, though, because he literally he he in my opinion, this is just my sole opinion. He truly let his team down, so he needs to show that you know, that he's the star player that we all expect him to be. And we know that he can be that because in that um, final portion of the season when he was able to play, he was doing his thing. He was actually showing up like he was supposed to. So I just, I feel like they both, it's a draw. I feel like Ms. Lucinda's correct. It's a draw because they both have a lot to prove.
1: Hello. I I agree with you that they both have a lot to prove, but I'm going to have to lean towards Kyrie just because it was – we know that Russell um, didn't perform to his capability, so why was that? Was it just the pressure of being in L.A., you know, him being a childhood boy from, from, from that area, um, family being able to come there, uh, you know, was it more um, than he was bargaining, you know, actually putting on the Lakers uniform, so did he kind of get in his head? Um, Or are his better days behind him? We won't know. We'll find that out this year. But for Kyrie, he took that season pretty much in his own – he took his destiny in his own hands by deciding not to play, by by not getting the vaccine. So I think it's going to – I think it's – the more onus is on Kyrie um, to show, one, why is it that we get so excited when Kyrie Irving is on the court? Because he reminds us of that every time when he is playing. I mean, he reminds us, and it doesn't take
6: long—three,
1: four minutes into the first quarter—we remember why we like and enjoy watching Kyrie Irving. So, um, yeah, I just believe that because it was pretty much in his hands of why he didn't play. I'm gonna put more onus on Kyrie, but I, you know, I, I definitely see where you ladies are coming from, where it could—it's a draw because they both.
3: Okay, so have, so I have I I have to say something um, as far as the what you said about Westbrook. I can't give him a pass like that. I can't because the mere fact that you're a hometown boy means that you're supposed to come home and show out for your people, period. And he did not do that. He sat on the on the bench acting like, Okay, well I'm home now, it's nothing else I gotta prove. Yeah, bro, it is. You gotta prove you uh earning this money you're making. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like I said, I was trying to give him maybe give him a pass, but right. I mean, especially with as long as you've been in the league, Westbrook, uh, come on now. And, and like you said, if this was your ultimate goal to get back home to put on that Lakers uniform, you you pretty much the fame. You know, I know Magic Kareem. None of them are happy that you have LeBron. Probably too. Uh, he probably dreaded, You know that he that he. Um, Road so hard, you know, to, to get Westbrook there. But you know, hopefully, pride will kick in and, and he'll show us that he still has something left in the tank. If not, that's going to be the last forty. That'll be the last forty-seven million he gets from the Lakers. I guarantee you that, if he makes it through the season. So we'll see. What's up, Bo? Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. All right. So with that, we are going to uh, have a quick break. We're going to jump into a quick break. Um, and on the outside of this, oh, um, real quick before we jump to break. Janelle and I kind of talked about it last week. So, Janelle, your scenario is still on the table. We were talking about the Boston Celtics and maybe what player, uh, what addition could they have could, could be made um, to make them or to help get them over the hump. And you had mentioned Damian Lillard. So that's
0: yes, on
1: the table because the one that I um, proposed, oh, no, I said Bradley Beal. Did I say Bradley Beal or John Wall? Oh, my goodness. No, I said John Wall. Did I say John Wall?
3: Am I my yeah,
1: advice? I thought you said John Wall. Yeah, I did say John Wall. Okay, <laughs> I'm just drawing a blank. Well, John Wall, he is going to the Rockets. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Wow. He's going to the I Clippers. Didn't about no, no, that. no, I'm sorry. He's going to the Clippers. He signed. Um, he He had a buyout from the Rockets. So, ain't Lou, you will be have That's why I was happy to bring this up. So, ain't Lou, you will be getting the services of one John Wall. Hopefully, he will be healthy. Um, he will be able to go into this this season at the beginning of it healthy, and hopefully he will be able to combine with a healthy Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So this is very good news, I think, for the Clippers. Hey um, Lou, any thoughts on John Wall joining the team?
4: Don't know him. Hope he's going to be okay, and hopefully we can go a little further than we've been going. <laughs> good
0: thoughts
3: on John Wall joining the I'm um, I'm definitely happy for them because he he has some skills that they could utilize, but I just did not see that coming at all. Not that was, that was not one, What? because because honestly, I could have saw I could have saw the same scenario you did with him going to the Celtics.
1: I think that would have been. I'm not gonna say the best landing place for him because I think the Clippers is it's going to be a good spot for him too. Um, because Paul, he well, if Ka- we would, if Kawhi would return, I think we would be. They would be all right. But with Kawhi out, Paul George needs somebody to to be a floor general for him. Um, it's, it's, yeah. He needs to be able to focus on you know, um, you know, maneuvering the lane, you know, getting his outside shots um, and posting up. But he doesn't need to be running, the, you know, running the, the half court and getting the shot off, too. So it's going to be a very good pickup for the Clippers. I, I do believe that. All right. All right, so with that, we are going to jump into a quick break. And then on the outside of this, well, a little bit of news, but not really on the Deshaun Watson front. But we'll talk about that and much more. Don't forget, uh, disclaimer, we'll be talking about uh, some grown folk things later on in the show. So just be mindful if you have kids in the room. But it is the triple threat in the house. It is Ain't Lou, Janelle, and TJ. We'll be right back after the break.
5: This is secret ladies love sports too with tj
1: oh yes they do 347-826-7924 that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on ll sports to a little mj for you there june 25th ooh, 2009 i still who is well that's one of those days you will always remember what you were doing when you heard the news that michael jackson passed all right so we have the triple threat in the house it is janelle ain't lou and tj We're going to pick up the conversation now, moving to football. So um, yesterday it started the um, hearing. Let's see. Let me get to that story. Yes, so. Deshaun Watson's hearing before the NFL and the NFL Players Association, the NFLPA, jointly appointed disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson. So she is overseeing these proceedings, Um, but the proceedings did not end on yesterday, so they were set to resume today um, as uh, air time. I hadn't heard of anything or any decisions that had been made or, or talked about, um, but the size they met for the first time on yesterday, this was a source that told ESPN's Dan Graziano. Um, we know that Watson has been accused of, uh, by 25 women of actions ranging from sexual assault to inappropriate behavior during massage sessions. Now, the NFL, they are expected, so we're finally getting some information on what it is that the NFL is wanting. So it's expected um, that they are to push for a suspension of at least a year. So at minimum, the NFL is wanting to see a one-year suspension, if not more. Um, There is no timetable for Robinson's decision once the hearing ends. Um, Once she rules, Watson will have the option to appeal. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell could either rule on that appeal or call on an independent ruler. Um, On Monday, one of the four active civil lawsuits was um, amended, and they are now, meaning the plaintiffs, uh, Tony Busby and his plaintiffs, they are now naming the Houston Texans as a uh, defendant. Um, Attorney Tony Busby, as I said, who at one time represented all 25 women, he said in a statement, I quote, the overwhelming evidence collected indicating that the Houston Texans enabled Watson's behavior is incredibly damning end quote all right so um so again with the um hearing that has taken place between the nfl and nfl pa um they have now also added the houston texans they have named them as defendants in the watson civil case uh the attorney for the women um they are saying that the team enabled the quarterback's behavior the texans knew or should have known of watson's conduct says the attorney So, ladies, of course, it's a 1A, 1B question. First, uh, just what are your overall thoughts on now we know what it is that the NFL, um, what they are expecting to request, um, how do you feel about that length of time? Do you think it's appropriate, too much, um, or just what are your overall thoughts on what it is that the NFL wants to see, how they want to see uh, Deshaun Watson punished? Janelle, we'll have
3: you kick that off. Let me be. 100% 100% honest and tell you, I don't care what they want to give him. Just give it to him already so we can get on with something else. Tell him how you really... I'm just saying, TJ, you know we've been at this for a minute. Come on now. I, I mean, seriously. Okay, and I and you and I talked about this last week. They already knew what they wanted. They already knew what they wanted to give him. Let's just go ahead and give it to him so we can move on. If he's not playing this year, then fine. We 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 know not to expect to see him on the field. That's great. Now now we know what's going on and we can move on to something else. I, I mean seriously, because the Browns got bigger problems uh, than just him right now. They need to find a backup uh, quarterback. I, I just I, I just I'm, I'm sick of this
0: story. I'm sick of it. <laughs>
1: Tell me about it. Hey Lou, what are your thoughts on the?
4: I'm with Janelle, speaking like a true chicken. Quack quack. Um, I am just done. I really am. That's a duck. Good, it's cold Thank you. <laughs> I am so done with this You know what I mean just, It's all in the news and everything It's so much more important things That they could be talking about You know and spending time on As the boy was guilty boy, boy, When all this came out You know we, we knew that it was more to it Than what we knew But it was just like They just dragging this thing on and on and on So just get it over with And let's move forward I'm ready for some
1: football Indeed Yes yeah. So oh, only, my only question is, why can't they just impose that? I mean, we're not we, we do not need to wait for criminal charges or anything. Whatever's going to happen in the civil suit, the NFL they have made decisions like this before. Go ahead, put them on the put them on the commissioner's exempt list. Do whatever you need to do. But go ahead and put down the ruling. You don't need to wait. What is the hearing for? So I, I'm with the ladies. Let's just go ahead. Give him the one-year punishment. If you think he deserves more, maybe maybe they're trying to justify giving him more than a year. I don't know what it is, but I need for these hearings to be over by the end of the week. We need to have a, 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 a judgment by Friday. It has been going on too long. So hopefully by Friday we'll have some 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 closure with this. But now you know the the attorneys they're naming naming the the Houston Texas as a defendant. I mean really what culpability does the Houston, do do the texans own um i i mean what, what do you do you think the ladies are just trying to get some money um out of the texans ladies what do you think i this, honestly this yes this?
3: Okay. Yes, honestly, I think that's exactly what's going on. I think that um, when they did that settlement with, uh, with Watson, that they did not get what they thought they were going to get, so now they're going after the team. I think that's exactly what's happening right now. And
4: team so- is... The team is partially responsible for that. You know, first of all, if, if, if you didn't hear the report that the boy is miss, you know, he's getting these massages and he's doing inappropriate things. Why y'all keep sending him to these places? You know, and, and sending people to his house and stuff. You know, that's part of the team, isn't it? You know, somebody who's setting those appointments up. Who setting those appointments up? So, you know, I, I'm I'm sure they probably want more money, but you know, this could have been just shut down much sooner.
3: Oh goodness!
1: Love when Ailu, gets excited like that. It just excites me. Um, but yeah, I I think the the ladies just want more money. Cause really, the Texans, uh, yes, you can. You, I maybe you just I don't know. I'm not even gonna try to 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 come up with a reason why the Texans allowed this to happen. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how much money the ladies are able to get out of the Houston Texans. Uh, but my last question regarding this. So Baker Mayfield. Still on the team, um, still, you know, waiting to be traded. Uh, the team actually said that they have had conversations with other teams, but, you know, they just have not been able to reach a deal for uh, compensation and then, you know, the other teams wanting to acquire Baker Mayfield services. Um, but uh, Baker Mayfield, he did speak recently, you know, basically on his, you know, kind of um, up-in-the-air situation. Um, He says that, you know, pretty much both sides have moved on. Um, He says that he's looking forward to joining a new team once he's traded, uh, but he did not rule out reconciliation, you know, if if Watson is suspended for this upcoming season. But, ladies, I want to pose the question to you, just in the predicament that he's been in, knowing – I mean, we know that Deshaun Watson is a better caliber quarterback. There's no question with that. Uh, but the fact that Mayfield was willing to play injured the majority of the season for the Browns and they kind of just threw him away like, you know, yesterday's trash. Um, should Baker Mayfield even want to stay with the Browns if, in fact, Deshaun is out for the year? Um, so should Baker want to stay? And do do you think um, the Browns should kind of make it happen that he remains the backup quarterback? Um Janelle, what do you think with that?
3: If Baker Mayfield has any self-respect at all, I would not want to play for no stinking Browns. You done disrespected me like this. I I mean, they they didn't treat him right um, the last season, and then they turned around and went and got another quarterback. Now, you know, this quarterback is on the bench for a minute. Now you want me to come and play for you? Dude, no, we're not doing that. Well, I'm not getting ready to be nobody's second nothing. We're not doing that. He, if he don't have no kind of self-respect for himself, he he needs to work on that. Cause that is no way in the world I would do that. No way. Now, if he's willing to do it, fine. That's on him. That's I, I think it's stupid. But it's because now I'm supposed to expect us to play for you when I know you don't want me here, no way. Come on now. You you gotta do better. These teams that's the one thing about the NFL. As a matter of fact, it's not just the NFL. It's these sports teams, period. They have no loyalty to these players. And it is ridiculous with all that they um all that players have to do in order to uh sustain themselves and to get themselves ready to to uh perform on a regular basis. Uh, it, you you can't show me no kind of loyalty. I can't get no kind of respect. This is ridiculous. Girl, please, I wish I would. They could make sure i better pack it up and go sit down somewhere. Hey, hey,
1: hey Lou, before you jump in there, you, uh, Janelle, you just maybe, I have a part B to that then. So you're saying pride over paycheck.
3: Uh, in this situation, yes, ma'am, I am because I'm not getting ready to let you disrespect me like that. They've been treating that boy like crap. That you, um, that literally for the entire season last season. TJ, you know that you we talked about it. They've been treating this boy like crap for an entire year, and then turned around and went got somebody else behind his back in his face. I should say behind his back because that was in his face. That was actually in his face. They went and got somebody else to replace him. Knowing that yes, he the, the, the replacement has better skills than him, but with all this baggage and drama that he bring it with him and you couldn't put up with me, nah dude. Mm-mm. I'm gonna go ahead and have a seat on this bench until you find somebody to send me to. I'm good. Mm.
1: Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies. Hit us up on the timeline. Pride over paycheck. Should Baker Mayfield want to play with the Cleveland Browns? And Lou, what are your thoughts?
4: Um, I wouldn't. I would agree with Janelle. At a certain point, uh, I wouldn't want to play after being mistreated in basically thrown out and gone, you know, it, it could have caused the man to go astray. But I'm going to tell you something. If they want me to play, then they're going to have to pay. If he, if he decides he going to stay, he needs to be asking for all he can get because I would play with them one year, but they would have to pay me royally, you know, just for the pain and suffering and humiliation and everything that they caused him. So that, that, that's the only way that I would do it if I was him. You know, and just focus on do, do your best because you're setting records and stuff, and other uh, people are looking at you. But you know, but but like like you said, pride. It ain't even about pride. It's just it, it, people need to be respected. You just don't go around disrespecting people and think that they are just gonna come and bow down and just do whatever you want just for a paycheck. Cause you know something is is something about uh, you know just respect. It, what, what did Aretha say? She could no one could have said it better. You just need to respect people. Yeah, uh, you know, they've had all these these possibilities, but like I said, but he's the only one that's there. So now they might have to eat a little humble pie. But I'm going to tell you, I would be requesting more money. You hear me? Money, 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 money.
1: Well, I mean, I think I, I'm with Janelle on that. And it is a matter of respect, but I think as far as for for. Baker mayfield, the respect it kind of equates to pride because if you get out there and play, that means that you just regardless of how they made you feel, how they made you look, um what they pretty much told you you know thank you for everything that you've done, but you you know we, we don't want you anymore, but we'll go ahead and take your services for this year because we have the man that we want is on the sidelines i mean that that's you have to put your pride aside if you if you really think to step out on the field for the Cleveland Browns would be a Baker mayfield um and then you have to have you have to look at the pride. Pride side of it too. Nobody's knocking down Baker's door to bring him onto their franchise, so I think that's where the pride comes in too. It's not like he has a lot of choices. So either you make the decision to be respected and sit out, put put Cleveland in whatever you know controversy or predicament that they need to be in because they put themselves in that predicament. They knew that they knew that they were going to be out uh, without Deshaun Watson for for the first year. So let them go ahead and just you know flail this season or put your pride aside go get this paycheck make this a um a showing for you know a uh, um, a resume for you this be for a year um for for people to see you a healthy season for you um to to put on your resume that hopefully next season people be will be more willing to take you on um you know as an asset to their team so i i think this would be a, a joke to his or you know it's a prideful situation because Nobody wants Baker, nobody. So sorry, Baker. But I don't know. <laughs> that's a hard decision right there, because that means you do anything for a paycheck. And uh, but I mean, it's you. St- I don't know. That's that's a hard one right there. So if
0: know. he
1: sits
4: out, TJ, if he sits out, he can still get paid because he's in a contract with them, right? So if he doesn't play, they can't do. Will they have, be fining him the entire year or what?
1: no if, if he doesn't play, he won't get paid okay he so hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't signed his like second contract to make his his big money and like guaranteed money, so no if he yeah if he sits he he won't get a check
4: well then he has he's he's in a in a corner baby he's he's not yep. he's pushed against the corner he's gonna have to do it you know but, uh, so that means should he perform his best well, I guess he should or not I don't know. I
1: don't know what's going through the man's head. That's tough. I mean, it, it really is because, like you said, it's an opportunity for you to put more, you know, more stuff on film. You know, you, you're played, what you're capable of. But, I mean, you've been in the league, what, four four years? Now going on five years, and people know what you're capable of. Um, they just know your limitations. You know, you're not going to be the quarterback to take them to the promised land. That's basically what everybody's saying. And they're like, okay, well, we'll just ride with what we have. Um they, I, that's, that's a hard one. That's a hard one for me to even try to put because, yeah, I, I wouldn't want my worst enemy to be in that, that situation there. That's hard. But uh, that's a, it's definitely a, a swallow of humble pie, though, for one, Baker Mayfield. i tell you that much.
3: True story.
1: What's up, Tony? Tony says, um, Debo will be signed. We always pay our elite players in July or August. Let's hope so. I'm ready for that that storyline to be over too. Um, Debo, we need to go ahead and get Debo in the field. I, I definitely don't believe um, if whatever, whatever he if he wants to leave or whatever, it's not going to be this year. Um, but uh, but yeah, we need to go ahead and figure out what we're going to do with Debo too. Uh, but before we jump into our last break, I definitely wanted to hit on this story right here. What is up with all of these ex players? Trying to be boxers, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> if they are that bored, um, I don't know. But the latest in the in the line of of the boxing uh, trilogy, whatever you want to call it, uh, what they saw uh, Frank Gore do it, um, somebody else. But now it is running backs, Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. They are set to do an exhibition July thirtieth. What the monkey? In the words of Janelle.
4: Well
1: I'm just board. I just that bored. I d I don't get paid. Whoever whoever wants to jump in, y'all jump on this. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of these,
3: these, these football players trying to be boxing. Girl, that is that is officially the tomfoolery for tonight. I, I just <laughs> I, I can't I can't even give it to you. I don't even know what to tell you because that right there that when I heard about that I just I was sick. I'm like, okay, so you couldn't have went and played for, you know, the little um un, the, the the little side I can't think of what the uh what the football uh teams are called. Um But the the, AF, the XFL or Yeah, the X F L. Yeah. You couldn't win and just played for them and did something that's reasonable. That I would have I would have gave you a pass on. You know what I'm saying? because you miss playing the game. You know, so you want to do a little of that because um, uh, Terrell Owens is doing that. So I- I'll give you that. But, dude, boxing, really? Is this what we into now? This is just – go sit down somewhere. Go sit down.
1: I mean, Adrian Peterson, I guess he said, you know, y'all try to get me for, you know, trying to beat up my, my son, you know, in, in the domestic. Maybe just go beat up on the grown man. I don't know. But it, it, I ain't little <laughs> – I would rather for
4: him to go in box and get his aggression out on the, on the on the on his opponent as opposed to his girlfriend or his children. But um dad is even just trying to make some money, girl, and they're just trying to try to hand at different things. You just never know.
1: You really don't. Um, you're right. We, we we don't know. Um obviously they need something to uh, occupy their time. Um, They have, I guess, seen enough of the athletes that have turned, you know, former basketball um, and and, um, football players getting into the ring. Uh, So they're going to try their hand. Um, Hopefully, you know, this will will go so well, meaning so bad, that this will deter other players from wanting to do this. Uh, I'm not looking forward to seeing these two young men in the boxing ring. Uh, But, hey, you never know. Everybody has a dream. And maybe that was their their thing. They figured they get hit all the time as running backs, um, each and every play. Let's go ahead and let's initiate the hitting ourselves by doing boxing. We will determine when we hit and get hit. I guess I don't. Wow. Know. But wow. It,
3: July 30th. Wow. Um, you. It, it, yeah. You reached. You reached so far fly. into the atmosphere for that one. You. You reached
0: so far into the atmosphere for that one.
3: I've got to give you 10 points for that. That was fantastic. I love it. I love it. I'm trying.
0: Trying to make,
1: as you said, the tomfoolery because it's it's too much. It's too much. But again, July 30th, running backs, Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, They will be exhibition match July 30th. All right. And on that note, y'all, we're going to go ahead. We're going to jump into our last break because on the outside of this, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after this break. It is the triple threat in the house, Ain't Lou, Janelle, TJ, and we'll be right back
6: after
0: the
1: 2009. Can you believe it? 3478267924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. But you already know the clock on the wall says it is time. It is time for the baddest lady in the land when her hand hits that pad. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's very. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Good
6: evening,
4: LL Sports Two. I have some fun facts for you. It's about our Independence Day. I have a few things to say. On July 4, 1776, U.S. became an independent nation from Britain, who was not thrilled about this celebration. The Declaration of Independence was signed on August 2, 1776, but the final draft was approved July 4, 1776. Politics. In 1941, Independence Day was declared a nation-paid holiday where all the employees stay home and play. They break out with fun and barbecue, with fireworks imported by China, too. Their favorite food is hot dogs being cooked on the grill and not not the logs. The American flag was made in China. Which is one of our cheap designers. The colors are red, white, and blue, and the eagle is our national bird too. America's symbol of freedom is the Statue of Liberty. But for the African Americans, tell me, are we really free? Really, Did you know that two presidents died on July 4th? Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and they're not from the north. Also, James Monroe died July 4, 1831, leaving a wife, two daughters, and a son. I want to wish everyone an awesome Independence Day. Be safe, kind, loving, and please don't forget
3: to pray.
6: A
1: uh, on the fourth of July, is that nothing?
0: Nothing?
1: <laughs> I mean that's that's, that's pretty Good, good job, eh, Lou.
4: Thank you, dog. All
1: right. Um, at the top of the show I mentioned that's gonna be a out um, some going on in the world. Uh the ladies on, um, you know topics there. Um next topic are going for um online about
3: is TJ yeah. TJ I don't know if it's just me. Um, but you are breaking up so bad, I can I hear every other word you are saying if that. Oh, yes, I'm so sorry. I meant
1: to take you speaker. Yes, I meant to take y'all off speaker, I'm sorry. Okay. So, um yes, I'm sorry. So as I said at the um top of the show, um, we're going to that this was a fluid show and so we are going to kind of move the conversation to kinda of what's going to be just, you know, uh news stories, um, in the news. So, if you do have children um, in the room or listening, you know, just be mindful that uh, this is about to be grown folks' conversation here. So, I just wanted to give that disclaimer um, and give the ladies an opportunity, because you know, I love to hear the ladies' thoughts and stuff on on uh, different topics. So, with that being said, uh, we're going to kick it off first uh, because this news just broke. Um, I was listening to David Muir um, before, you know, in, in prepping for the show. So, we now have a sentencing for R. Kelly. Um, he was sentenced to 30 years today. They were going for life in prison for R. Kelly, Robert Kelly. Um, remember, he was found guilty on one count of racketeering and eight counts of sex trafficking. This was in New York. Um, and they, um, he was <clears throat> you know, found guilty of molesting um, you know, young girls, um, also a young boy. I don't know if I missed that or just kind of uh, my mind overlooked that, but I didn't realize that there was a young boy in the mix of his molestation. Um, that kind of took me aback I forgot if I, if I knew that um, The trial we know lasted nearly six weeks This was in New York like I said um, There is still a case pending in Illinois And so for that reason R. Kelly did not speak At his um, hearing today But again um, he has been sentenced To 30 years So uh, ladies just want to get your overall Thoughts on the fact that um, For these You know um, um, You know the Unfortunately the victims of R. Kelly. Um, hopefully this is a little bit of closure for them. Like I said, this is the case in New York. The one in Illinois is still pending. Um, but just your overall thoughts on the sentencing that he received and um, has this changed? Did this change? Will this change? Um, how or if you listen to R. Kelly's music going forward? Um, hey, Lou, we'll have you kick that off.
4: I was going to say, can't touch this. That was an MC hammer, though. All um, day. Okay.
1: It's oh, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, well, he got touched, you know, because he was touching kids. I'm so glad it finally came to came to surface and all this happened. Never listened to Art. I always thought he was a little crazy. Kelly, I always thought that. But, uh, but yeah, I'm happy because it would be some justice for these children, you know, and these young young girls and and, the, and even the boy. I didn't know about the boy. But I'm not surprised. Okay. So, uh, 30 years. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? Maybe he'll get in there and write some songs, and they all won't be sexual this time. That's all I got to say.
1: Hmm. Three, four, seven, eight, two, six, seven, nine, two, four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. Hit us up on the timeline. Talking. R. Kelly sentenced to thirty years. Um, this is for the case that he found guilty uh, racketeering and um, sex trafficking in Illinois, case still pending. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, in New York, case is still pending in Illinois. Um, Janelle, your thoughts on the sentence, and does this affect how you or if you listen to his music?
3: Um, okay, so as far as the sentencing goes, um, he, he got what he got. That's, hey, with anybody who... Has the audacity to touch a kid in any form or fashion that is not deemed necessary? Um, I have no respect for you. Period. Um, so yeah, thirty years. They they need to be. He needs to be grateful that it wasn't me handing out the sentences because he would have got life with no parole. You don't mess with the babies. They are defenseless. And regardless to how old they are, you know, kids these days, 12, 13, 14, think they're grown, but we all know they're not. Uh, They can't make decisions. That's why there are laws in place for that. So, yeah, he he deserved exactly what he got, except if it had been me, it would have been worse than that. Let's just be clear. Um, And, yes. This actually did affect the way that um, that I listened to his music. I don't listen to his music anymore. Now, one thing that Lucinda said was that um, maybe his music won't be sexual anymore. But he has plenty of music that's not sexual. I, I actually miss listening to his music because he's, he's a phenomenal talent. But when you're doing stuff like that, uh, again, I have a TJ. We, you know how I am. I have a thing with older people and babies. You cannot bother people who cannot protect themselves. Go mess with somebody who can mess back with you. That's what I'm saying. If you want to fight somebody, if you want to, if you want to have a problem with somebody, or as my sister said, you want some smoke, smoke with somebody who can smoke back with you. Don't, don't mess with people who can't defend themselves. So, I, uh, yeah, I stopped listening to his music. I honestly did. And it takes you, TJ, to bring out – Things that i had I had not heard about this at all, and you know I've been texting you all day about the little time flurry that i be coming across. I had not heard about this at all and did not know that it was a no little boy involved now, I really have no respect for him
1: I, I I was shocked about that when they said a little boy y'all hit on the timeline did y'all did you know that there was a little boy um that was a part of the you know part of the um uh victims uh in, in New York? You know, I'm, I i don't want to say I'm conflicted, but uh, I know at the beginning of this, you know, I think before you saw the documentary on um, R. Kelly, the uh, R. Kelly um, uh, was like a six-part six documentary that they did. Um, just to know how far back this went, to know that he used to go to high schools when he was 23, 24 years old, um, basically just scouting out, you know, Young teenagers um, Now mind you I did not know His background How he was abused As a child By an older adult um, Did not know that And we do know That a lot of abusers They com- they just uh, Continue the cycle Of abuse That, that they know um, So that's where The conflicting part Comes in Because It, it seemed like R. Kelly needed help Way before um, you know anyone uh, uh, Let me say this We knew that R. Kelly needed help Because I believe he was crying for help In his songs You think about it Even the songs he wrote for Aaliyah um, Age Ain't Nothing But A Number um, All of the songs that he, he wrote about Back in the day um, His his number one hits um, uh, What? Sex Me? Um, uh, what was it? Bump and uh, Grind Bump and, bump and Grind um, I mean, that whole thing. CD That whole CD, exactly So R. Kelly, was, he was crying out I don't know if he, even he realized what he was doing So I, I, Like I said, that's where the conflicting part And then you know me, you know how I feel about um, People who put themselves in, in certain positions You know, I think back to When I was 13, 14 years old um, And You know, I guess what, where my mindset was But I, I know that I wasn't when I came across S.T.A.R.S., um, it wasn't in my mindset to be like, ooh, I want to get with him, you know. But there are some fast, there are some young, fast tail girls, especially in the world that's coming up in this TikTok, Instagram era that we have. Think about the girls, you know, when we were growing up in, in, in our era, um, Janelle and Lou, you know, back in, in, in your genre. I mean, let's just be real. It was a fast-tailed uh, girl. And, you know, to sleep with a celebrity, that was a goal, maybe, or they didn't have no problem with it. Um, so all of that comes into play with me because, you know, like I said, when you when you meet celebrities and, and so forth, what is your objective? What is your motive when you're meeting them? Um, I, I'm a firm believer that you know once it happens, if it happens one time, okay, you might have been abused, but if it continues to happen three, four, twenty five, thirty, is it really abuse? But then I have to take a step back. And be like, okay, Tina, these were young girls, 13, 14. They think they're in love. You know, you think you know everything when you're you know, a teenager or what have you. True enough, I thought I was grown. I thought, you know, the decisions I was making. But, you know, my decisions were I wanted to stay out late. You know, I didn't want to have to do curfew. Uh, I wanted to talk on the phone past 11 o'clock. You know, I, I thought I was grown, but, those, you know, those are the decisions I thought I could make. I didn't want to eat chicken, rice, and gravy. I want a pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so I, I don't mean to make light of it, but some of these, I just feel like sometimes, you know, people put themselves in certain positions. But, again, they're young. They're um, get easily manipulated. And I can see where a young girl thinks that R. Kelly is in love with her because he is staying at his house while he takes care of her doesn't realize she's being held in a dungeon because she can't leave, can't go see her family. Um, And because of that, it's just a sickness that, I mean, I'm glad that they're finally getting some closure, that they may feel like they're getting some some restitution, Uh, they're they're getting a victory out of all of this. But I want to pose the question, ladies, what about all of his enablers? I mean, he didn't do it by himself. All oh, the, the the people that worked with him that would go in and recruit these young ladies or the young ladies that they knew what he was doing to them in these rooms in these back rooms in these studios uh, what, what what culpability do they have and should should there not be some type of punishment for them as well I mean they're ma'am
3: and- ma'am that is now we hitting the nail on the head that's who I want to see punished. Yeah, I'm happy that he got his punishment, but he didn't do this by himself. Um, I have read several articles that talked about the fact that there were millions of dollars that were um that were funneled to different people for them to make this stuff happen. I want some I want everybody prosecuted. You cannot just do something like that. I don't I what is on your mind that you could actually enable somebody to physically Abuse somebody like that. What is wrong with you? These are kids we talking about. And I don't care. I'm sorry. I, I hear you, Tina. I promise you, I do. I hear you about how fast these kids are. I do. I hear that. But they are still children and are unable to uh, make decent decisions when it comes to the things that, that their lives concern. Um, that's the reason why the most laws in most states that you have to be at least 16 years old before you can make a decision about whether or not um, sex is going to be legal. You cannot, you cannot just be having sex with no 13, 14-year-olds. What is wrong with you? And the fact that these people knew what he was doing, I don't care what they say. You're not getting ready to tell me that somebody's sneaking this girl to your room. And they know how old she is, and they don't know what you're getting ready to do? Come on. Right, you got to do better. you you got to do better than that. Ain't nobody going to be able to convince me of that at all. I, I, want, I want everybody involved prosecuted, period. I want everybody involved prosecuted. Everybody who enabled him needs to be right there sitting at the table with him.
4: All right, now, that's what I say. I'm totally in agreement with you, uh, Janelle. And, uh, yes, yeah, they're young and fast-tailed, but still, you know they're young and fast-tailed, and that's why you're taking advantage of them. So that lets me know that you're wrong. It's seven left shoes. You just don't do that. Maybe you should have been protecting, but instead of you protecting, you're trying to molest or, you know, in, impose yourself on them, which is just so wrong. And, yeah, I think they need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent. Um, and, and, and hopefully someone will, will uh, bring that up because, like I said, he didn't do it alone. But he needs to he needs the greatest his sentence because he was the, the uh, you know, abuser.
1: Brian, I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Um, like I said, the the rest of the uh, show was going to be adult content conversation. So if you do have kids in the room or or um, you know in earshot, just you know as uh, a disclaimer, be mindful. Um, this is what we will be talking about for the remainder of the show. Um, just grown folks conversation. Uh, but you, ladies, you're right. Yes. Like I said, I, I had to sit back and I had to you know just reassess. Um, the situation that these are kids that he was manipulating. And, you know, it's R. Kelly, the big, and R. Kelly was so huge at the time. I mean, you think about it, from the 90s on, R. Kelly has been relevant, whether it was his music, whether he was collaborating with somebody, whether he was producing somebody. I mean, R. Kelly was the man, and his music was surefire, you know, gold, uh, gold platinum status. So, um you know and i see i see a lot of the the artists you know they are trying to to say and come out that you know they, they apologize for doing work with him you know everybody knew everybody in the industry because the industry is as big as it may be it's small when it comes to rumors and and, and stories that people know um, but i tell you one one person who i do not uh, feel sorry for and you know call it personal or whatever but um his wife Andrea Kelly um to know that you cannot tell me that she didn't know uh, do I believe that she might have been abused? Too, yeah, she might have been. Um, but knowing the person of who she, because I went to school with Andrea Kelly, she uh, went to, with the to Valley together. Actually, me and her aunt were um, best friends. And uh, you know, in full disclosure, um, you know, I, I karma, I have seen karma at its at its finest on on so many levels. That's why nobody can say. I always say karma is undefeated. You can play with anything that you want to. But whatever you do, what you put out there, it's going to come back to you. you know, I didn't know it was going to come back like this. But anyway, um, but you know, back when uh, when we lived in, in um, uh, Naperville, Illinois, you know, Andrea, which is R. Kelly's wife, her and her mother decided to to pull some type of uh, tomfoolery. I don't want to call it a prank or whatever, but you know, they tried to accuse my brother of um, the dirty phone calls and all this kind of stuff to, to Andrea's mother. It took us to court and everything. But that's, you know, I got to shout out to my daddy Lawrence Jackson because he had everything prepared, okay? We went to court and pretty much the judge looked at that woman and said, Girl, if you don't stop wasting everybody's time. And that woman had the audacity to say, this is Andrea's mother. Well, Judge, can you just ask Denise to be friends with me? She wanted my, my mama to be friends with her, y'all. This is how, her, in the, how sick-minded these people were. And so now, you know, she goes, she was a dancer, Andrea was, and, um, you know, married R. Kelly. And uh, you just cannot sit up there and tell me that she wasn't, um, her main goal was to get the lifestyle. So, that's, so I say that to say I, I don't feel sorry for the wife. I really don't. Um, because when you put yourself in, in those types of positions, I mean, I
0: don't,
1: I, I mean, you married a child, molester. I just, you, you can't tell me you didn't know that before you married him. Uh, but with that being said. Um, you uh, know,
3: what's. What's interesting, um, I, I don't feel sorry for her either. And I definitely don't feel sorry for our Kelly, but I, the one thing that I will say is that had things turned out differently for him when he was a kid because he actually when he was when he was a kid, um, living in, in uh the Hyde Park neighborhood, he actually was a phenomenal basketball player. Now, I, um, I actually grew, um, grew up in Cleveland, but spent a great deal of my time in Calumet City because that's where my aunt was at, where my favorite aunt was at. So I was always in Chicago. So I got the opportunity to see um, the kids playing basketball, doing all kind of, you know, going to different tournaments and stuff. I got a chance to experience that because my cousin was playing. So he actually, if somebody could have realized that he was going through something then and actually stepped in and was able to, things could have turned out different for him. But just because you are um, you are being abused, it doesn't mean that you have to grow up and be an abuser. That's the thing. You you should have, that right there alone should have had to, should have, should have given him an inclination that, that he needed to go the opposite direction. You can't Just because you don't want people to feel the way you felt when you were abused, why would you do that to somebody else? And I understand that you, you know, uh, understand talking about you, saying it's a sickness and, you know, all of this. I get it. I promise you I do. But there is absolutely no excuse because it comes a time, regardless of how old you are, it comes a time where the light bulb comes on and you realize, regardless of whether you're 16 or 21, the light bulb comes on, and you realize when you're doing something wrong. And you cannot tell me that that light bulb did not come on for him. Exactly.
1: But like I said, when that documentary okay. came out, and they were talking about how he would just be roaming the schools, the high schools. This is a 23-, 24-year-old man. Where were the teachers? Where were the principals? I mean, I understand it was R. Kelly, but come on. You cannot just have this man, and, and everybody knew. That's the crazy thing. When they were doing these interviews, all of those girls said, oh, yeah, everybody knew that he came up there and recruited girls to take him back to, you know, said that he was going to make them a star or whatever, but you knew what that meant. How does everybody know that? And nobody, nobody stopped him? I, I guess it's just like what the OJ say, for the love of money. money it will make you just do some stupid things, but that, that should not just give you a pass.
3: Um just i just
1: and and like i said i i i will always say he was he was screaming for help in his music i mean i don't know any other way you can you can call cuz he talked about it all the time we just weren't listening we didn't want to hear it we didn't want to hear it cuz the beat was good and uh it made you groove 3/4
4: and the stars, I mean, the, the schools probably was, oh, well, we got Art Kelly up here, you know, the star. And probably in their mind, he ain't nothing but a pervert. But then you let him on your campus. Do so you know somebody's going to be a victim of that pervert? Talk to me.
1: Right, Exactly. That's what I'm saying. When they did those interviews, they said everybody knew that he was up there, recruiting, you know, recruiting girls for his, for his pleasure. You know, he would say that they had talent, and some of them did, and, you know, some of them he did, you know, um, have demos made for them or whatever, but everybody at the school knew that R. Kelly was dating these girls at 24, 23 years old, and these are 16-year-old girls. Come on now, it's, it's some kind of way his camp needs to be held responsible as well, because you can't just, you, you can't tell me that they don't, they don't, um, they're not culpable in, in, in any of this. Um, you know, I I, I just, I don't believe that, but 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2, Uh, talking a little R. Kelly on on, um, regards to a 30-year sentence that he has been, uh, he he has a 30-year sentence now um, for his case in New York, Uh, case is still pending in Illinois. Um, Now moving to Another um, topic that has been dominating the news cycle, Um, we have the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Um, Ladies, I don't know if you watched the BET Awards. Um, I thought it was – I'm still trying to process this, uh, but you know how all awards shows they do the memoriam and they'll talk about people who have died over the past year. The very first name that appeared on the – blackout board was roe v wade they acknowledged that as you know a part of the memoriam um i wanted to get your thoughts on that and also um you know we don't have to go into you know whether you know you agree pro-choice or pro-life because that's a that's a personal decision if you would like to talk about it you're more than welcome to um but just more so i want you to talk about what this means for the country that you had the three justices of Trumps uh, that trump named to the supreme court outright lied in their hearing saying that this would not be something that they would think to overturn, you know, that they, it sets precedence and all of this. And the first opportunity that they, that they get, they did overturn it. Um, what does this mean for the country as far as what can we expect? If they can overturn Roe v. Wade, what's next? Um, Amy Lou will have you kick that off.
0: They
4: do what they want to do. Y'all know that by now, don't you know that? They, I just, uh, you know, they're not credible. You know, with with what they, what they're saying and stuff. You know, Um, and you know, me personally, I don't. You know, I think abortion. You know, the Bible says that it's. You know, we shouldn't be killing, but it's murder. It's murder. You know, I know circumstances, situations, you might get rape or something and you don't want to keep the baby, but I would just say carry the baby and in, in, uh, in put it up for adoption. That's uh, carrying the baby, you know, even though you're young or whatever. But um, I just think that uh, even with that, though, the, the women should have their own, you know, choice. They should make their own, you know, have their choice in the matter. You know, uh, but it's just, it's just, this. Uh, do y'all know we in the last days and all this stuff that's happening, you don't think it's strange because this is what's supposed to be happening.
1: Three four seven eight two six seven, nine, two, four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. It is the triple threat in the house. Janelle, ain't Lou, TJ. I'm uh, talking about the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Um, like I said, the BET Awards and their uh, memorial, mem- mem- uh, I can't say it now, uh, memorial, <laughs> Roe v. Wade was the very first, first name that came up. Uh, like I said, I'm still trying to process that. I don't know if that was, like I, said, I just don't know how to process that. Um, but also just, um, you know, what does this mean for the country,
3: you know, going forward, uh, Janelle,
1: and your thoughts? I mean, if you want to talk about pro choice for life.
3: Um, I absolutely do not want to talk about that. That's that's something that we will not discuss. Well, I won't be discussing, but I will say this. Um, To answer your first question about the fact that they made that a part of the memoriam, that was so inappropriate because um, that is not what that forum is for. Um, That forum literally is for – on respect to the deceased individuals so I'm just I'm stunned and shocked I missed the I missed the show this year um so I, I'm I, I'm in a, I'm in amazement that they actually did that um the as far as uh the the justices that lied and got themselves um, put on put on the panel um I, I'm not stunned about that um that's that's what they do. That's They do whatever it takes in order to get them where they need to be so that they can. And I knew, you know how you have, um, you have a situation happen and it's a snowball effect? I
2: mm-hmm. knew
3: that Trump being elected was going to be an issue for many, many moons, and look what he has done. I am so outdone with the fact that because you know what happens now. It's so many – we're talking about they've taken away uh, the women's freedom of choice. The next is going to be gay rights. Then it's going to be – the next thing is going to be voting rights. I
0: mean, this this is going to be a
3: triple – this is going to be a trickle-down effect. This is going to be – if you don't think that something else is coming behind this, then you have got a serious awakening coming because this has – this is exactly what Trump wanted in the first place. This is – I'm so – I, I this right here. I, I can't even say anything because the one thing that Miss Lucinda said was right. There, this is this is exactly what's supposed to be happening for us to get for us to get what we need to be. We got to deal with this tomfoolery. But I just I, I'm so outdone.
2: <laughs> so outdone. Yeah.
1: Um, Janelle, you you hit it right there on the head. Um, uh, let's see. People comment here. Uh, oh, Denise Grease says, I feel it's a woman's body, and she has the right to do what she wishes with her body. Um, I, you know, as far as um, the BET Awards, Janelle, I, I am so with you. I thought that was so inappropriate. I think I think that's why I'm still processing it, because when I saw it, I'm like, are you serious, y'all? Come on now, B.E.T. I mean, I understand that you're trying to bring voice to it, and and you may want to acknowledge it and acknowledge, you know, what a significant term this is. But to put it up on the on the memorial, I I just thought that was come on. That, you just went, you right there at the edge, and you just went too too far over. Um, this did not think, if you want to have a special segment or a part where you talk about it or or address it or, or acknowledge something like that. But to put it up on the memorial, I was just like, wow, you you did too much, B.E.T. Um, you know, I am, um, I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, it's, it's a woman's choice. Um, should you use abortion as a contraceptive? Hex, no, no, that's, you know, that's not what it's for. But, um, for old white men to be able to dictate, rule, and determine what any woman can, should, or be able to do with their body, I, I have a problem with that. Um, you know, my dad made the point, he said, well, I believe if men could get pregnant, they would see this a lot differently. And I totally agree with that. Uh, for you to be able to think that you can make decisions on something that you have nothing to do with, that, I think that's where the root of my um, uh, anger or frustration comes from. Um, you know, I, I believe it, it, it's my body. It's, it's my decision. Um, and whatever I decide, I should have the right to decide for myself. Um, with that being said, I'm in total agreement with you, J.N.L. I don't even think it's about Roe v. Wade. I think this was just the first thing on the docket. You could play if you want to, but things are or to start going to come through the pipeline. Yeah, they want to talk about, you know, gay marriages, uh, contraceptive and all that. And, you know, my dad and I were talking about this, and, you know, he was saying, I don't think it's going to come to that, you know, because he laughed with it. But mark my words, I, don't, I would not put it past if they don't try to reinstate slavery. If they don't try to, in their minds, get black people back in line or where they think that we need to be or where they want us to be. This is Especially
4: just the if they think that we're going to, they're they getting extinct, and so we just overpopulating like all like, uh, those people back there in Moses' day. You know, the more you try to kill them babies, the more they came. You know, the more, there was more of them. But it's not going to work like that, baby.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be, yep. of course, it's not going to be called slavery. But there was a time where black people were looked at as less than, what, 6% as human? Oh, I could see them trying to, to do that with the voting rights or, or however they want to try to manipulate it. But it's coming. Roe v. Wade was just the ice. It's just the tipping point. It was just the first thing on the docket. Um, I'm with you, Janae. If you don't believe that more stuff is coming down the turnpike, then I, I, I don't know where you've been living. Um, I'm not at all surprised that those three justices lied. This is exactly what Trump – and just the simple fact that as soon as it was overturned, here goes Trump taking to Twitter about how he had a, had a hand in this. Yeah, he did. He did. But all of those Americans who voted for him, too. So all of those Americans who you have a problem now with Roe v. Wade being overturned and you voted for Trump, thank you. Thank you. Okay? This is what. This is part of what you've done. And don't think that he won't be back trying to run again. This is going to lead me to the last thing with the with the, Senate hearing, with the uh, hearings, but um, we've kind of run out of time for that. But uh, don't think he won't be back trying to run for president. And don't think it can't happen again. I hope people are listening and watching and listening um, and know that you have a part in this. You can have a part to either continue to, 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 to go down this path or you can make change. Um, I don't know. It's scary. I'm, I'm with you, ain't Lou. We it's it's in the Bible. We are living in the last days. Um, I'm yeah, just trying to make. Me, I'm just take care of His. Just know that
4: even in the midst of all this, He's going to take care of us, and that's the hope we have. That's
1: that, that, that's the security, the um, the comfort, the peace that I have, knowing that um, you know. It is already, it's already been written and said, but um, I just know I just have to do my part to make sure, uh, you know, that I will see, you know, uh, life on the other side. But ladies, um, awesome show. I thank you for allowing me to uh, have a fluid show tonight, I'm not just talking about sports. Thank you for, um, you know, um, the dialogue um, and uh, sharing and, and, and contributing to, uh, to the conversation tonight. And with that, it's a wrap. So Janelle, you are up for
3: your shout out. Yes, ma'am. Um, since the, the show has been so fluid, I'm going to do something slightly different. Um, I want to give a shout out to Terry. Uh, we missed her tonight. Uh, ma'am, know that you are loved and missed. Uh, Ms. Lucinda and Tina, yeah, of course, you know how much I love you too. Um, Tina, again, I appreciate all the hard work that you do. Um, because it's it takes work uh, to to put a show together like this, so I appreciate you so much, and and please know that it does not go unnoticed. Please know that, but I, I gotta I gotta say something because something happened today. Somebody really close to me um, came to me in tears um, because she lit, she got bit by a snake, not literally but figuratively. But when you surround yourself with snakes, what do you expect to happen?
0: Um, The one
3: thing that I want to express to people is when you are trying to become something important, Tina, such as yourself, you surround yourself with people who push you to do better. You surround yourself with people who are what you're trying to become. You don't surround yourself with drama and negativity. You surround yourself with people who are pushing you to have higher goals and higher motivation, good, good times and positive energy. Uh, I mean, things that, that, you know, people that aren't going to be jealous when you make it where you're supposed to be or hate on you for you trying to better yourself. Uh, That you need to be surrounded by people who are simply going to bring out the absolute best in you. And that is the thing that I want to express to everyone who can hear me tonight. Don't be shocked when you get bit if you're surrounding yourself by snakes because that's exactly what will happen. Surround yourself by people who are going to be good to you and uh, and are going to push you to be the best person that you can be.
1: Amen. That's all I could say after that. Hey, Lou?
4: Girl, you preached, Janelle. Girl, let me just put you on the stand. You just, you did, that was a sermon in itself right there. Surround yourself, don't surround yourself with snakes. There's a lot of them. They could be in your family. Don't just have to be your coworkers and friends or associates. They can be in your family. True story. Yeah, (laughs) so I I thank God for, for what you said. And um. Uh, I want, and uh, That's awesome. It's just, the whole show has been sobering. I want to give a shout-out because I did write down some stuff because I've got some people that have birthdays here. Uh, today is uh, Mother Knott's birthday. She's Flex Washington, the one that's one-on-one. Uh, he was the, doing the one-on-one show with his little young girl. Uh, I forgot the girl's name. But anyway, his mom is 90 today. Happy birthday, Mother Knotts. And June 30th is Stella. Stella is... <laughs> Stella is uh, Rebecca's godmother, and she's turning uh, 62 on June uh, 30th. And so I want to say happy birthday to her. That's tomorrow she'll be this big 62. And last but certainly not least is our my little uh, great niece, which is Tina's second cousin, Tamarin. She's going to be nine on July 4th. Boy, they're going to be blowing up because she's she's born on the 4th of July. So I just want to say happy birthday, Tamron. Uh, Tamarin, I love you. Uh, and all you people just have a wonderful birthday, uh Miss Terry. You were missed beyond measure today. I wish you could have been here because I know we would have had some more wisdom and just good ideas from all the things that t j popped popped on us and you know and and and, and uh, shared you know with all the different topics. but we miss you. I hope everything's okay. We're praying for you. We love you. hopefully you'll be back next week. Jim now, Jim now. Every time you cease to amaze me, girl. Wisdom. She got wisdom up in here. And I thank you for, for just speaking what was on your heart tonight because it was felt. T.J., 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 mm-hmm. excellent show. Uh, just thank you for being fluid tonight because, like I said, we was all over the place, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, it's okay to do this, you know. Well, often did not. That's all I want to say. And I just want to say I love you, ladies, and y'all just be blessed and be saved. And more importantly, pray, pray, pray.
1: All right, ladies. Next week, I love you, and uh, God willing, we'll
3: see you Wednesday night, 8 p.m. I love you. Yes, ma'am. Love you right back. Bye, Mr. Lucinda.
4: Amen. Love
1: you. Love you both girls. Goodbye. Love you, too. that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. What's up, Joe? I see you in the house. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. All right, so real quick, our Wednesday Wikipedia, uh, 1897, what happened on June 29th, the Chicago Cubs scored 36 points in a game against Louisville, setting a record for runs scored by a team in a single game, 1897. How did they know that happened? I don't know, but I'm going to take their word for it. All right. Shout out to uh, birthdays featured today. Fantasia, she will turn 38 on the 30th. Um, birthdays today: Michael Porter Jr. turns 23. Gary Busey turns 77. Charlemagne the God 43. Nicole Scherzinger 40. 43, and Kawhi Leonard turns 30. All right, so happy birthday. Shout-outs to them. Of course, a great big shout-out to everybody who tuned in tonight. As we always say, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend had dental surgery yesterday. Oh, I hope you're feeling better, and I hope you have a quick recovery. But thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, As we always say, tell a friend uh, about your girls on Wednesday night. Shout-out to uh, Marlon. Shout-out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout-out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. Happy, happy birthday to one of my best friends, Felicia Dickerson she has a birthday today Um, happy birthday to my mom's friend Timothy Sawyer, Timmy Ray, Uh, he'll celebrate his birthday on Friday Um, happy birthday, early shout out to my girl Janice Stewart, to my friend Kyle Simmons and also to my cousin Tamron Taylor Woods, they all celebrate their birthdays on the 4th of July, so happy birthday to them of course a great big shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength, once again she did that on the um, the, uh, history of the 4th of July, make sure that catch that on the podcast or on the video Uh great big shout out to janelle for rounding out the triple threat tonight of course terry we missed you as always thank you for you know just being with us in spirit because even when she's not here in person she is with us in spirit she told me to tell you ladies that she loves you and she misses you and hopefully she will be back on next week happy um i mean big shout out to uh, my daddy Lawrence Jackson to my brother D'Angelo Jackson, I love you fellas. I thank you for all of your support. And last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, for everything you do for me, for holding down the timeline, um, your carrots and words of wisdom, um, and everything that you do for um, LL Sports too, and uh, for me as a person. I thank you. I love you, and I adore you. All right, and that is going to do it for the show tonight. Again, happy, happy Fourth of July to each and every one of you. Uh that leads me to tonight's um motivational moment. And uh kind of just to piggyback on uh you know what we were just talking about uh being in the last days. If you're not paying attention, um I don't know what you're doing, uh because it is written. Um it is this is what um <laughs> this is what was written. So if you think that um, I don't know, uh, maybe you can you can change it, you can outdo it, you can outlive it. Um, no, so you need to get right with yourself. You need to get right with God. Um, but in the meantime, while we are here, and the things that we can change, the things that we do have a hand in, I say it all the time: your voice is your vote. We have an election coming up this November. If you think Trump cannot come back, um, and I'm not saying that we have a presidential, election, but I'm just saying the places and and the and the pieces are put in place in order to get our next president whoever we will be um voting for all of this stuff matters y'all and they and they show you time and time again just like what janelle said uh, uh, you keep surrounding yourselves with snakes and you will get bitten congress senate all of that and then even in, in your own personal life you cannot get where you're going to when you got people around you who are trying to to keep you down but what god has for you is for you and can't nobody stop that so don't forget that now but you always got to Or Surround yourself with people who are trying to elevate you And who are trying to help you get there Association brings on assimilation Watch your circle, keep who you got in it But when you can make a difference Make that difference Otherwise you have nobody to blame But yourself I'm TJ and that's my motivational moment Until next time Be good to others, be good to yourselves But most of all, y'all be blessed Bye-bye